you're Chris Chan. Yeah. And you're from Duello. So what's Duello? Tell us a little bit about what it is, like in a, a couple of sentences. Yeah. So how we started was we wanted to be a payment processor uh, and help people get rid of checks. Okay. For paying rent. That yes. was your initial yes, thing. Yes, I want that too. Yeah, so when we started off, that was the initial idea. Now we want to take it to another step and um, provide some intelligence um, and some backbone behind paying rent so that it's a little bit more rewarding than just paying rent by itself, uh, both for the landlord and for the tenant. Yes, and so on the surface, this sounds like, like that, this is what I notice about a lot of fintech companies is the concept. When you look at it from above, it looks so simple, yeah. and everybody's like, "I can, I could have thought of that. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Maybe you could think of it, but maybe they wouldn't know how to do it." Right. But why, why this instead of just about anything else? Uh, I think it was just one of those pain points. I ran an office before uh, and was renting. Um, apartments out in university yeah. um, a lot of my friends are still like running around delivering checks every single month um, really and um, I worked when I was a, first worked at a call center even uh, like decades ago now but a, a while ago um, everybody was still like mailing and uh, and sending around checks and people losing checks and you know always having that I, ha I have my check in the mail type of thing that yeah. excuse and I find that that's one of those things that just are really, really antiquated. One of the, um, one of the things I hate more than uh, bank fees is uh, paper. Yeah. I don't have any paper on my desk yeah. at work. Everything can be done online, even signatures. You yeah. know, we still we, we'll print off the odd thing to put signatures on it, but really we should just have tablets right. with pens to write on them, right? right? So, mean, so we still have checks. Checks are the, they, they've been just floating around and then they'll never go away it seems why is that do you think i think it's a stuck in a, uh, a old banking system where we don't have uh, standards to deliver information from one institution to another that's standardized and usable throughout every canadian banking institution even though we have ways of consolidating payments electronically it's just this one physical uh, last physical stalwart of uh, things that are, people are hanging on to because it is a physical record of a particular transaction. And for whatever reason, that makes people more, it's just like receipts that come out of, um, that come out of a, a ATM right now. Yeah. Right? It's just that one thing that people use to file away, to put in a credenza somewhere that they still hang on to and checks are just that part that still hangs on. I know that in small towns they use it a little bit more often for paying for groceries, but in urban centers... They still do that? They still take checks at the grocery store? Yeah. So, well, it's a small grocery store. Yeah. Sure, sure. Personal checks Maybe they know you. Yeah, if they know you and all that. But, I mean, it's just this... For rent, it's just the last thing that we're still... Is it a, is it a generational thing? Is it the, the previous generation is hanging on to this stuff and we're going along because they're the landlords, say? I think... Part of it is um, landlords like do like the idea of that physical record. It's the mm. physical receipt and all that. Even though we're working on digitizing all of that, uh, it's still that physical record that uh, the previous generation really likes to hang on to. And everybody in there just hasn't been a push enough 
for people to want to change. Because in my head, a physical record, as I've already flipped it, it's a PDF. That's right. that's what a physical record is to right. me. So if somebody's like, give me the backup for that, I'm emailing them a PDF, even if it's the government. Right. Because guess what? I don't have the physical copy. I do probably in a drawer somewhere. But right. as soon as I scanned it and organized it, now it's actually organized. Before, it was a piece of paper that was cumbersome. Right. So that's all flipped in my head, but the majority of people do not are not like this. Not yet. No. Not yet. They will. Not yet. And we, that's why I think that fintech is coming up on fintech nowadays is uh, important because this is the generation that needs to set in stone the next steps of what we're doing without paper. Yeah, I like that. And I, I think I'm, I'm going to be hitting that a lot, uh, the paper, the paperless doing anything. I think probably a lot of themes with most fintech companies is there's no paper involved yeah. because for everybody seems to know today that less paper is better for right. so many reasons, environmental, you don't have to be there to sign, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, personally, I already, like, I use HelloSign for contracts and mm -hmm. various other things that make it so I don't have to use paper, right? right? So tell me about the actual origin of, uh, of Duello. Like, you were in school or you were doing, you were in an office, you said? You were working in an office? Um, well, that was, yeah, that was my own office. So I, okay, was doing, yeah. I was doing consulting for a while um, and we had an office space. We were building out applications for all kinds of people. Um, I was working with a company, uh, Pitney Bowes, okay, yeah. pretty large company. They like and paper. They, they love paper. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, Casper was working with Easy Financial at the time. Okay. And he came up, he was, he actually connected to me through two different avenues. So one, when I was working at the bank, um, I was at City, City Bank. And uh, one of my old associates, who was a VP at that point, like really liked my stuff. And he uh, knew people at Easy Financial. And he connected me through Casper. Um, and as well, uh, Easy Financial was looking for a solution from Pitney Bowes, uh, one of their software service, the software services division. And through that way, we also got connected. So it's like this small world type of thing, okay. where co two completely s separate segments of life conjoined and, and brought Casper over to me. So Casper seems like a key to a lot of things. He was a key to a lot um, of things, yeah. So this is Casper Wong. Uh, yeah. What's his background? So his background, um, he was a lot in like large company and financial. Uh, he was in mergers and acquisitions with uh, the Bank of Montreal. Okay, so big finance. Running big finance with Easy Financial. So it's like on the large uh, side of things, on the very corporate side of things. But he seems to be more of a visionary into the fintech. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like young, like, you know, a bunch of us here, mm -hmm. uh, and he likes the idea of, like, the innovation, so he comes, he looks at things, um, just like the rest of us, he looks at things and then sees that there are things that are deficient, and the one thing that we both agreed on was that the idea of checks for rentals was uh, very archaic. And this is all just through brainstorming, yeah, or a little bit, little bit of brainstorming, a little bit of uh, like Casper did have, like experience that pain point because he was a landlord as well. So I experienced a okay, lot of yeah. that pain point as a tenant. He experienced that pain point as uh, uh, like renting out his space. We all like we all have this pain, but not right. everybody says I'm going to make. Uh, I'm going right. to. They may even want to do something, but I'm going to make a company that makes it better because I don't know if a lot of us would even know where to start. But right. you you had this idea that you were going to make a company? 
Yeah, was there like I think that uh, at that point we were like, okay, he had like the ideas and the background, and I had a lot of like the technical experience. Okay. Um, yeah. And he had the right connections for, through to the, uh, like to the kind of bureaus, and, and that's another aspect of what okay. we want, what yeah. want to integrate into our site. And I had the background into credit, into credit bureaus as well because of my history with credit card companies and uh, my past life in the banking world. And it was is it a matter of just knowing who to talk to at the credit bureaus to, to talk about integration yeah. and yeah. reporting? Because yeah. that's what you want to do with Duello yeah. is you want to report payments through to them. Right. And currently, do landlords do that at all? No, no. So, so. Not, not even, the, what about the big ones? Do they do that? No. So you're paying a landlord regularly. Like I know, for example, on my credit report, there's there's my Rogers bill. Right. It says that I've paid every 30 days on time for the last, I don't even know how many years. Decades. But that's a fraction of what I paid in rent to people. And there's no way for anyone to see, yeah, you paid rent on time for the last 10 years, which I have. Right. So this seems like a bit of a game changer to me. Right. And I think that that's the um, that's an aspect that both me and Casper saw, uh, and we wanted to bring that to the table uh, because both with immigration immigrants coming to Canada, Mm. students starting out, you want to build um, credit, yeah, and the importance of credit in both Canada and the United States. It's that's one figure that judges your entire history of like your entire adult life is Everything. based upon that like those few numbers absolutely i i mean i know the importance of credit just to give you some background i i had to go through a consumer proposal to my creditors about 10 years ago yeah and so that mean that meant taking my debt down from 40,000 to 25 actually 15 sorry it went down by 25 yeah and but then my credit was ruined right right for for about seven years right. and um, it was just two years ago now it cleared up that it that it finally cleared up yeah and throughout that time I couldn't have any landlord pull my credit report but it would have been nice to be able to show them something on the credit report if needed like yeah. look the rent is fine like I had this problem yeah. with credit and, and spending but right. I've always paid my rent and right. and I feel like if I would have been in that position um, to have to show them something maybe somebody would have given me a chance if they saw that right but if they just look at the R7 or R9 rating that I had no and the Rogers bill is not gonna make a difference to no. them but maybe if there was this section of the credit report that had that so so this is a brand new thing uh, is anyone else doing this right uh, now in Canada no we literally had to get TransUnion to develop this that's so great this is- that this is actually a really great part about Duello so let's take it back to um, Duello for like the simpleton uh, what is it what what exactly is the company right what what can Duello do for me yeah so say you bought your first property or you have like let's just say you have five six properties uh, and you you know you're doing okay in business uh, you made a good amount of money you've um, in, in, wanted to invest into a bunch of properties and you're like okay this is great uh, but now managing the payments is like the first two three days of the month I have to constantly be thinking about either collecting running around to all my tenants and collecting checks uh, depositing these checks 
and uh, worrying about if they bounce or not and just following up on them or having somebody like email me uh, money through interact and then it gets month. lost in and, your and inbox you and either, or that yeah. to a different email and you yeah, don't get it you or, don't check that one or you don't know the password yeah. because they change it up on you or like just all these little issues and then all these things aren't necessarily tied down to your unit so obviously with five with five units that's like the simple case uh, but that's just one moment in your life like those are the moments in your life that you can't really get back every single month because you have to run around collecting rent and that's one headache that we help you get rid of. So I, I like that. I don't know if I know that many people who own multiple properties. So what about the people who are the tenants in, in the, those properties? What is the benefit for them? What does Dwello do for them? Right. So, I mean, right now, people still are emailing money every single month. Yes, I do uh, that. Yep. So yeah. emailing money or, or worse, uh, trying to get your unit, you have to write a check for first and last. First and last, post-dated checks, post these checks. these are all antiquated things. So what what will Duello do for me instead? So it completely gets rid of that process. You just need to verify your bank account and um, the, your monthly payments come out every single month as scheduled. You can do one-time payments very similar to Interact uh, for cheaper than Interact and they just come and go. Uh, and they, as long as you're approved by either side, uh, you can request money or send money as you as need be between you and your landlord. What about the regular payments? Does that cost me anything? Like if I'm paying every mo monthly to a landlord? Uh, we are working on getting that to free this year. So free for the tenant? Well, it is it is free for the tenant. Yes. Period. Right okay. Now. So always free for yeah, the tenant. Free for the so tenant. the landlord pays the cost. The landlord currently pays the cost. Yeah. Uh, we are looking to move to something that's uh, even more cost effective, so that it's. Brainless for them to do so, yeah. and so you're saying you're working towards that for the landlord. Yeah, for the landlord, yeah. and uh, so what would that entail? And so that would entail that every single month the tenant would get the money taken out of their account, and then the landlord would get the full amount uh, deposited into their account uh, after a couple of days to verify. Yeah. But we do want to make it easy for the first time landlord. Like one thing that we do provide a service for is for the people that have one property. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people, like none of these companies, yeah. none of our competitors out there currently support like one or two properties. They really want like 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 properties in order for you to use our system. So this use is a, a great segue. So let's let's talk about your competitors. So I, I, I read about one, a, a Canadian one mm -hmm. called Rent Moolah. Yep. Is that the only other Canadian per, uh, company that does this? Uh, no, there's like Tenant Pay and there's tenant I think pay. Rent Post. And See, and I, these didn't come up in my searches. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't search that hard yeah. for them. But uh, they're not making it to the top of Google. Ren, yeah. Ren Mula did. Yeah. Um, and so why do we need more than one company like this? And maybe you just answered it because they're going for different clients. Yeah, they're going for larger clients. We want to uh, focus as well to have a commercial side of things to make, um, to make like malls and stuff like that through the business side to have that aspect of it. Um, also be taken care of because I think the land, the property managers there experience more of the pain points than, yes. than the residential sides do. So this is like someone who owns a, a mini mall or yeah, like, something like yeah, that, yeah. and they have to collect from all of the units. Yeah. But what I think, what I what I like that I heard from you uh, just a little bit earlier was about the uh, 
the credit reporting. Mm -hmm. And this, like, does, so Ren Moolah doesn't do this. No, they, no. They, do a, they do a separate reward system, so. Yeah, what do you think of, what do you think of that reward system that I mean, they have? Is that it, something you're going for as well? No, I don't think that's, like, I don't think that people should be rewarded, so to speak, to, by paying the rent. I mean, I get why they uh, need to incentivize people to use credit cards to pay their rent. Yeah. Um, if they're, you know, if they want to pay, you know, $25, $30 more per month on their rent, um, they need to be incentivized to do get something out They're going to get something because right. when you go with Renmula, you're not just playing, well, first of all, the, the tenant doesn't pay anything with you, but does the tenant pay something? The tenant pays 100% of the credit card. Yeah, so you're basically, with them, you're loading stuff onto a credit card and then paying your landlord via that. Is that how right. it goes? Yeah. And then you get all these benefits that are supposed to be equivalent to? Well, they're, it's kind of like perks, right? Like, yeah. So, like Air Miles type sure. of things, okay. right? Or Uber uh, credits or because uh, I went to the Ren Moolah side and, and I was it, it was really confusing to me as to what was happening so is this what fintech is all about like um, I wanted to ask you your opinion on this because is it like oh come and use our new awesome system and we'll we'll, we'll do rewards and we'll we'll integrate all this stuff and I'm still trying to figure out what Coho is yeah. uh, I signed up for them I still know what they are they keep telling me they're not a bank that's important apparently yeah. you know nobody knows that they need Dwellow yet they right. they th they think that they need it they don't they, or Renmula they know but they don't think that there's anything they can do about it right, right? Well, so what so how do you get in people's in landlords heads and say hey your tenants hate uh, sending you email money transfers and that you wait four days to actually you know deposit in your bank account on and then the other end of it. Uh, they hate that you wait a whole week for the post-dated check that you asked yeah. them for ahead yeah. of time. Uh, is it up to the tenants to be doing all the groundwork here to say, hey, landlords, uh, wake up? I think it's on both sides because, I mean, uh, landlords, like especially newer landlords, people that have been doing it for 15 years, like I was talking with uh, another consultant earlier that deals a lot in real estate space. These people that have been doing real estate for umpteen years yeah they're they're used to their processes it's like this is the way that it goes right and they don't understand or they don't even take in the concept that there's a new slash better way of doing something that they've been doing for so many years exactly this way works way. for them and right. there's nothing if it ain't broke don't fix it Same. right exactly. and is that uh you know just along the whole fintech line and startups in general is that kind of a the mentality that is really the biggest struggle for fintech companies or uh, other startups that you're hitting heads with people who are like why are you trying to fix this thing that isn't broken right i think that it's it's a little bit on it's more on the regulation side oh so okay, you run yeah. into when you run into money and you're doing money things a lot of times you end up running into uh, government uh, regulate, regulators that want to make sure that whatever transactions are happening are either being taxed properly, being monitored properly, not going to um, terrorism or like funding sure. other things or, yeah. or funneling money out of the country or funneling money into the country. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things around fintech that are like just generally slowed down by, by regulation. Um, in terms of uh, adoption, I think that um, 
because people are uh, like mm-hmm. yes again set in their ways they like the idea uh, the new generation of people that are coming up like the idea of self-empowerment so as as this generation of like millennials and like people are like people like the, the kids of the baby boomers start growing up you're gonna see that there's a lot of people that want to push this change uh, because they want to empower themselves with all this new internet knowledge that they can Google up whatever they want and do stuff without involving a bank without you know paying ridiculous fees every single month because of for something that they know a system's doing and it they want to be able to take control of their lives and their money yeah that's so, that's me i'm i'm right on the end end of the millennials i yeah. was born in 1980 but i still i have all of that stuff that the the millennials have right it's like every that's what drives me you know anything that can make things better in terms of technological um i'm all for it right yeah and, that's why companies like well simple and stuff like that coming up are like really like they're appealing to a, a, a growing segment of the market if i always pay my landlord on time and he always cashes his check and and deposits his interact e-transfer on time what is the benefit for us to switch over to dwello so the big part is yes it's going to be the that credit bureau reporting side so when transunion finishes their t- their testing there's going to be uh I think a big switch in terms of mentality about how to improve your credit history. Like the traditional way of improving your credit was to take out a credit card, start buying stuff on it, and start paying it off type of thing. And it's just very consumerist, very like not necessity, right? It's just doing stuff like by paying, by having a credit card company make money off of uh, off of the vendors that you end up spending stuff off of. It sounds really counterintuitive but you know the more money that they make out of it the better that your credit rating ends up being or the more interest that you pay so to speak i feel like this is like really game changing i think i've said that i said that earlier like this is a big deal to me i i i read about you know something about credit reporting uh you know on your site but i didn't really clue in to to how much of a difference this makes like i i've spent a lot of time with the credit reporting agencies and they've been the same for a long time yes that that's a that's an aspect that uh because we have uh some ins with transunion to be able to like um talk with them and say okay this is the they're they're doing it in the states already like there's companies that are doing the credit reporting side in the states uh they want to bring this into canada they're run as separate completely separate bureaus they, like they have that president say okay this makes sense and we want to more accurately determine who is a good credit customer right and that's almost a segue into our next level of intelligence which we're building in as our as as an add-on to our platform actually a separate end of our platform which i think is uh even more interesting than yeah what is it yeah. so, so we're building out dwello i'm so curious right now yeah so we're building out <laughs> dwello score so it's okay. essentially a scoring platform that doesn't just take into uh, consideration your credit bureau. It also takes, um, similar to Mint, it takes your banking history and like uh, how you are, how you're, how much you're paid versus the cost of the unit uh, and how much you're spending and all these factors that NSFs, etc. Taking all these factors and then boiling it down into a, a kind of a risk, a, a kind of a risk score. 
that's wow. a little bit more advanced than just a credit bureau by itself. Because a credit bureau, like you could say, okay, if you have one credit card on your account, you pay you know a five hundred dollar credit card every single month, and say so you're making you know one hundred and ten thousand dollars a year, sure. it's great. Uh, but if you're spending like you know a hundred thousand of it on cars and stuff it's not it's going to be a poor indicator of how much you can afford a particular unit i like this a lot because the 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 credit reporting system is there's got there's a lot of holes in it it's it's kind of flawed in a way like and people are stuck on this is the only way to evaluate someone's credit worthiness right and i like that on the surface it looks like you're just helping people pay rent or collect rent yeah but really, you're really working, using it to change the face of, of credit, uh, and well, or credit uh, assessment anyway. Right. Yeah. And and I think uh, I think that's a really good thing because it would work for people who uh, have great cash flow. Maybe they just don't like credit cards. Yeah. Maybe they just like like to live on cash. I, I know people who yeah. just like to live on cash, and they feel compelled to get a credit card because that's the only way. Or like. Your example, you know, living off of CCS for seven years, if you've been great for four, there's one R7 that sits on your account. That's right. It's going to ding you way more than what accurately has happened last four years. And the fact is, the during half of that seven years, I was cash positive, no debt, probably a better risk than most of the people out there right. with a better credit rating than me. Right. Yeah. And that's... And I think that that's that one aspect of it that's having this score based in. And of course, this is all for tenant, like for uh, based around the idea that you want to make sure that you have a good tenant on your system. Yeah. Um, that's that's the driving force uh, because right now the way that current um, landlords are doing it, it's very expensive and it's not as accurate as something that's that's universal that we can put together uh, will be. That's awesome. So I like the idea that Dwello takes uh, email money transfers and check costs that the tenant currently pays. I mean, I pay a, a dollar. Yeah. Dollar doesn't seem like anything, but that's, I guess it's $12 a year, yeah, I mean, right? It's all, I think that amount's all trivial anyways. Like anything sure. that's under a coffee or like yeah. a ticket a year. But it does add up. It, 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 does. it um, and, but I like the idea that a dollar does mean more to a student paying rent than yeah. it means to a landlord collecting rent. Right. And currently, the, the tenant is paying all of the fees. Right. And the landlord is collecting the money and not having to pay fees. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So my question is, uh, do you see yourself as kind of like taking from the rich and giving to the poor, Robin Hood type for the the rental income industry, I guess. Well, I mean, if you consider twelve dollars a year, <laughs> like you know, Robin Hooding, that could be a could be something. a nice dinner for yeah, a student. That's true. Uh, you know, McDonald's ones. <laughs> that's exactly. Right. Uh, I think it's um, not really the Robin Hood. I think that we um, like very similar to like even when I do photography stuff like that, right? Like I mean, I do a lot of like you know art based photography for all kinds of different people. Uh, but the people that should be charged for these services mm. are the corporations. Yes. Like, these are the people that, like, there's a lot of people that trade stuff back and forth, and there's, like, starving artists, starving photographers, starving models, starving makeup artists, starving um, sty- clothing stylists. Everywhere is just trying to struggle when the people that are actually making the money at the end of this is the 
are the corporations that are doing the advertising, the people that are like that create these products and mass market them to overseas and online and like, have the money to be able to do all these things. They're the people that are holding all this money. So very similarly, um, the property managers and the landlords, they're the people that have like this investment. Even though it's a paltry amount, um, I think that if somebody were to foot the bill, those people, that's a part of their cost of doing business. Whereas it shouldn't be, like paying rent is enough. I think that the extra, you know, even if it's 0.5% of somebody having to pay an extra fee, even just to get a $50 checkbook from the bank, right? It's, that's just that one stupid thing that they shouldn't really need to worry about. You know, I, I, uh, I only get about 0.25% interest on my checking account, yeah. but I get interest on my checking account. Right. It's that concept that is better than the, I don't even care how much ends up in my account. The fact that I don't have to pay to have a checking right. account and I get some money for having one, right. that's what it is. And so I think the fact that you take the cost down to zero, it doesn't really matter what they were. You can right. say, now you can rent something for the cost of the rent and right. you don't have to worry about ancillary costs. And right. I, I think that's a, a really great thing uh, that you're doing. I think the last thing I want to ask you specifically, in the paper lately there was this, uh, this guy, this professional tenant. Yeah. And right now the rental system is set up to protect the tenant, mm -hmm. which is good for most people, but not good for people who are totally ready to abuse the right. system by going to rent a place and then when it comes time to pay rent saying, no, I'm not going to. Right. And then the landlord has to go through all of this rigmarole to get them out. Right. Uh, when it's obvious the person is doing it on purpose. Right. So what, does Duello be able to do anything to, to stop this kind of person from starting this kind of thing? Uh, yes, to some degree. I mean, uh, the power of having uh, like the TransUnion risk score, for example, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to what we're doing with Duello score, it show like it's provides more more metrics to your landlord more than just you know just a dollar figure and stuff like that. It shows you how often you've moved, for example. I like over that. The last number of years. That's so important. If you're bouncing around a whole bunch of places, then it, it then it's gonna be look a little bit more suspect. I mean, there's gonna be places that are gonna, that are gonna be willing to take this off this risk sure. on, but you know you keep it in the back of your head, right? And if they uh, and especially if you're collecting, you're collecting stuff using um, your fees using EFTs. You're not using a check. Nobody's gonna sit there and put a stop payment on a check. Yeah. So that's um, so that's the uh, that seems like the safest thing to me. If they agree when they sign up on the with the agreement, what what power does a tenant have to go back and say, well, now I don't want to pay that. Are they allowed to go back and stop it? Do they have to go through a whole bunch of process? No, they they can pause a payment, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, but everybody's going to get notified of, yes. of this type of thing. And as well, it um, depend. And we're still figuring out the the, the intricacies of the of yeah. this. But it may show up on your bureau that that was not a completed contract. I see. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know if it works that way with the current lease with someone. Uh, I mean, it would work after a while, I guess. A broken lease. A broken lease that uh, shows up like that. But uh, uh, this seems like it's a lot harder to stop than than you know just deciding not to pay your rent. Right. 
you know, when people sign agreements with a third party, there's now one, I think, you know, Duello, you're not really enforcing, but you are, is that? Uh... Well, we, what we want to do is empower the landlord or property manager to have the right information to know that this is taking place or has taken place for this person or to have certain amounts of risk, like be willing to take a certain amount of risk on, right? When you have somebody that's, um, that's signed on for, you know, $32,000, $4,000 a month like this professional tenant guy was, um, it's, it, it, you tend to want to be able to pay a little bit, like we're working with a company also here at the, at, at the DMZ's insurance. We want to make sure that, um, that, that, that tent, landlords have the opportunity to buy, for example, deposit insurance, right? So for, hey, if you want to spend $15 a month more to, to guarantee that your rent is going to come in for the next X number of months, despite if the guy bounces on you, right? Then okay. it that's worth it for the, for a lot of these people. But sure. That, like, especially mom and pop landowners, Because right? they need that cash flow. They need that cash flow. And, and it's it's worth the extra cost. Right. So the, the small percentage of 1% or exactly. 2% exactly. say that they have to pay. Exactly. And that, and for, uh, for the landlord, I think that uh, because they're the people that are most at risk, but they also stand to gain the most out of it, these are the things that we want to add onto our platform to make sure that... Both landlords and tenants are really happy with uh, the product that they're getting. Good, and I, and I all of the add-ons that you're talking about sound really great, and I'm glad that they're not like free Starbucks or anything like no. that. So, I mean, it, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with getting rewards, but it just seems like I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't fit for me, right? right. I, I personally, I'm not going to go somewhere and sign up for something because I get a reward for it. Maybe a right. cash reward, right? But I think what's way more valuable is the stuff you're talking about. A new way of looking at credit, an improved credit score based on rent. This stuff is really good, and I, you know, I'm glad that I came here to talk to you about this. Yeah.